This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning, Central Valley. Welcome to Saturday morning, 9 a.m. There's no place anybody would rather be listening to Welcome Home Radio. This morning, it's Gerard Lozano filling in for Don Scordino, but I'm sure Don's out there. Who knows? Where in the world is Don Scordino is a great question, but he'll be back next week, and uh, we're getting ready to hit the fall season. Nice, brisk morning this morning. I'd like to welcome Fresno City Councilman Mike Carvasi to the program. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Gerard. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And, of course, Welcome Home Radio is here every week, and we're here to let the consumer know everything, anything about real estate. Of course, we we draw from our 4,000 members plus of realtors and affiliates, the association, and um, they're out there. I see plenty of open house signs going up every weekend and during the week. Seems like a new thing might be the Wednesday open house and – Kind of like a five to seven open house seems to be a new thing going on. That works for me. No council meetings on Wednesdays, <laughs> so I can participate in that. So we're here, and uh, we're here to share the news of real estate locally. And, uh, of course, um, hey, Fresno Association City Council is very important to all of us. And uh, elected officials, we love to have them on just to get the uh, get the inside scoop and talk about what's going on in district-specific um uh, places as well as the city and and what's mm-hmm. going on in the uh, general general realm of politics. So, um, Mike, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. So, <laughs> I was elected on August thirteenth in the special election, first round. Mm-hmm. We had six of us on the ballot, and I'll tell you, it was the most intense year of my life. Um, first two times I ran. First time was against the incumbent, who's a friend of mine now, and, I, and of course I didn't win that one. Mm-hmm. Second one was with Andreas Borges, who's our state senator, and I got my butt whooped, as I tell people. But I'll tell you what, I learned so much from that experience and, you know, finished my degree at Fresno State uh, in business administration and then continued working in the family business, opened my own business suffer through that when you're in california mm-hmm. and you have a small mm-hmm. business you're going to suffer a little bit mm-hmm. but that was a great experience it made me an even harder worker and when steve announced our council member former council member randow announced right. that well he's going to move on to the supervisors and he got elected i sprung into action and walked a lot and you know made my case to the voters and fortunately um in the first round we got 58.24 percent and we won and I'll tell you, I'm the first councilman in over 20 years, actually born and raised in Northwest Fresno, to represent that district on the council. So we're going to talk about real estate today. Yes. Um, there's a lot of reasons why your association is so important to this city. Um, but for me, on a personal note, I was born and raised in Northwest Fresno. I went to Malik. I went to Tanaya. Um, it's a very, very special place. Yes. And... Anyone looking to buy a home in Fresno, I get it. You know, Tower's a lot of fun. The Fresno High area is Mm -hmm. great. There's got some amazing properties in downtown. You've got Northeast Fresno. Northwest Fresno is a very, very special place. And one of my goals is to make sure that when someone drives into the district, um, they're going to feel very welcome. We have um, some of the greatest, in my opinion, landscaping. We have a a lot of mature trees. We have, Mm -hmm. you know, clean streets. But now... I'm a very active council member. 
customer service is important to me. So if, a, if you live in my district and you call for service, you're going to get an answer to that, whether it's a pothole, a street light that's out, or a code issue. Like if it's a vacant property, for example, it's not maintained. We're right. going to take care uh -huh. of that because property values are really important. Uh, I think the phones are ringing of our members. Oh, This is okay. a bid for, for District 2 in Northwest Fresno. You're going to be populated very heavily over there. There's a lot of building going on out there too. There is shopping centers. Yeah, um, you've got the the where you're located at. I think your business is it's very well established out there. It and, is. Yeah, you know, plenty of great restaurants. Yeah, you got and, Max's and, across the mm -hmm. street. You got Manhattan next door to us. Um, my favorite Chinese restaurant is China Bistro across <laughs> the street. They're really good. Uh, no, we have a lot of great yeah. places in North, and we have El Paseo Shopping Center, which is really new. They're building another movie theater. That's what I now. Heard. And um, one thing, one thing I learned, um, I, I ran into a resident at, Bull, at Bullard and Polk, and really nice lady. Her name was Sylvia. She was actually hit by a van a few years mm -hmm. ago, and now she's paralyzed from the waist down. She can't get paratransport like a handy ride because we don't have bus service out there. You have to have regular bus service for us to get right. the grants for paratransport and our bus service goes to Polk. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to announce that starting in, I believe August of 2020, we are going to have a Herndon Crosstown. So it's going to go all the way down Herndon to El Paseo shopping center. And that means someone like Sylvia is going to be able mm -hmm. to get the transport she needs. And you know, a lot of people ride the bus. You have seniors that ride the bus. I've ridden the bus to city hall myself before. Right. Um, there's one right next to my business at Bullard and West. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have to think of all modes of transportation. I still drive my car mostly. I'll admit that, <laughs> but, um, it's convenient, Right. but, um, there are a lot of things that go into making a great neighborhood. Transportation is one. Infrastructure is another. Um, maintenance is really important. Our median islands being maintained mm -hmm. is really important. One thing I wanted to point out, and um, you know, I've known you, it seems like, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You've popped into the office and come to visit us at the association and me and my position. And we've talked over the past two prior elections and, of course, the third election. And right. I, have to, I have to tell you, you've come in every time on point know what you want to get done right you haven't i'm gonna say you haven't changed you haven't aged either uh, well I've, I've gotten you a little bit wider like you have <laughs> but no, uh, I appreciate that. you're uh you're a person of integrity i could tell and i could tell from that very first meeting we had things didn't go your way but you stuck to it you stuck right. to it again this time even more so and look where you are now so i think that's uh yeah uh, always been impressed by your your uh, demeanor in the office and and what you've come to to achieve, but prior to that, it seems like that desire has always been with you. And and what what instilled God instilled in you as a younger man that uh, that pushes you. That is a really good point. I think what God gave me were two really good parents um, mm -hmm. who they never said you have to do have this career or that career. They just you know they they got me through Boy Scouts and through, <laughs> I, I worked with my dad at the business um, since I was, since I could crawl. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a family business. So I didn't know at the time that we're working and we're, you know, repairing or cleaning or selling. And that's actually paying for dinner, food on the table or paid for college. So it's these experiences um, that shape me to be the person I am. And I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm grateful. But at the same time, I want to give back to the neighborhoods I was born and raised in. Um, it's very personal for me. When mm -hmm. someone calls, I get texts on Saturday mornings or Sundays. Oh, these people are parking illegally by my park and there's kicking up dust. I'm on it. I want to uh, find out what's going on or there's a pothole. That gets me every time. Yeah. And I go out there because I think it's what I, you know, what is it that Tip O'Neill said? All politics is local. 
The nice thing about local office is it's the last bastion of nonpartisan, of bipartisan, it should be bipartisanship mm -hmm. that we have. And you don't serve people because they're one party or another, you serve them because they're in need. Uh, whether it's a resident whose car was broken into or a resident who, uh, you know, has a streetlight that's out. My job is to serve everyone. Yes. And let's talk about those streetlights. The lamp outside our house just got changed and boy, it really looks good. Yeah. Now, Happening all over the city. It's all over. District 2 is complete now, which is cool. great. Um, the one challenge we have in District 2, and I'm looking into that, is we have some areas that used to be county islands. And they're now city, but they don't have any streetlights. So I'm trying to find a way we can upgrade them and get them some actual lighting out there. Uh -huh. um, but that's few and far in between. Yeah. Um, they're LED. They last a long time. Saves the city a lot of money. And it provides actual more security and better lighting. Um, but I will say if any residents are worried that the light's shining into their home, we can install a light shield uh, to make sure it doesn't go you know, oh, too nice. far back into the property. But most people say, no, I love the lighting. Yeah. No, it, it's been a good thing. Um, so we've got a, I'm lucky today, you're by yourself. <laughs> you're not so lucky you're with me. Don would have loved to host you, but I'm, I'm very excited to get here with me today. Um, we can talk about, of course, some issues. I'm sure there's some mm -hmm. city things that have been going on that you might want to share as we get further into our breaks um, or after the breaks. Um, I was going to ask you, your, your biggest concern for the district I think you shared that with me uh, personally and when we're, we're talking at the office or what have you, but uh, why don't you share what your biggest concern is for the district and maybe that leads to for Fresno. As right. Well, my biggest concern is always going to be public safety. That's ongoing, but right now it's homelessness. This is what I hear about the most from residents. Mm -hmm. Homelessness is on my mind constantly. It's a big one. It is a big one. It's a huge one. Yeah. Um, but I think hopefully together we can all make something become a positive absolutely fresno isn't lost yet we're not san francisco we're a great mm -hmm. community and i think that one of the challenges with california is there are because the population centers are around la or san francisco they have so many elected officials out there and people with crazy ideas and they prescribe these solutions that it's great for san francisco or for la well not so great because it's not really working but right. it's great for them and that becomes our solution, but it's not one size fits all. We are a very unique community, and we need to be able to have a right to make our own decisions and not have our hands tied because San Francisco wants it done this way. I mean, you go over there, and, you know, they have the Golden Gate Bridge. You have these great parts of the city, but it's completely mm -hmm. taken over by vagrancy. Mm -hmm. And imagine if we had that in Fresno, how that's going to affect real estate values. Right. Yes. We're, we're going to deal with it. Head on. We're, we're up against, I think, our first commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio this morning on ESPN 940. Good morning. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard Lozano this morning with uh, District 2 Fresno City Councilman Mike Carbossi. Looks good. Michael, I'm sorry. I'm wearing my Saturday best. Hey, you know what? Uh, I would do the same thing. It's kind of cold today. It is. Last night we went to Hobbs Grove, really fun venue. Oh, yeah. It was very cold. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. But um, I was scared and it was fun. <laughs> you were scared. As adults, we got we still I haven't gone because I don't want to go get scared, but um, it works still, huh? You know, 
I think that you have to be crazy to pay whatever the cost was to go and get scared. But then again, I paid the filing <laughs> fee to go run for office, so I think I'm already pretty nuts. So, um, But this morning we got up, went for our little run, right. walk run, and it took a while to warm back up after yeah. that. But you talk about walkable communities. So that's one of the mm-hmm. things I love about my district, and I want to keep it that way, that you can pretty much walk anywhere. You can walk somewhere in the middle of the night, and you're safe. And yeah. safety is really important to me. We want to keep it that way. And this might be a little off topic, but talking about walkable communities, doesn't it always seem when you're out of town, you just want to go walk, but yet you're at home, and you don't want to walk as far as you probably would walk twice as far if you were somewhere else to go get that cup of coffee. But now... At home, we just jump in the car and go get breakfast or something. You know, you know what? That's a good point. So uh, the new Mad Duck and Ampersand actually are down the street from where yes. I live. And um, I've never actually walked there. I always drive there. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> think of it next time you drive. And right. I'm not sure how close you are, but if you're yeah. going to think, oh, I should have walked here. I should. And, and you know what? And, and I'll tell you, folks. Uh, when I go to Mad Duck, uh, I, I drive. I don't drink anything, just letting you know that. So, <laughs> but um, And that's also the great thing about um, yeah. Uber and Lyft. They can take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, it's a great place if you haven't been there, the Mad Duck on Herndon and Marks, as well as Ampersand. Boy, you are flooding. Places are going to be busy, Michael. You'll be responsible well, for that, huh? Well, hey, I have a small local business. That's what paid for <laughs> our livelihood, our home, yeah. and uh, I support small business. It's really important to do that. Very good. Um, let's talk about Fresno City business. Sure. You guys just had a meeting on Thursday, I think. Yeah, we did, uh, two Thursdays ago and, um, it was, it was a good meeting. We, uh, talked about, um, the importance of highway maintenance. So Mm -hmm. I, I love this city, but when you look at our highways, people that come and visit off the 99 or the 180 or the, or the, the 41, forgive me it looks like crap i'm sorry for that language but that's that's not fresno and so we had a couple of vendors there was one recommended by the city and we looked at that one um and then there was one that was local so we ended up uh, on a five two vote choosing the local vendor they do cost a little bit more Mm -hmm. but the idea is that when we keep those dollars here locally that's going to circulate in our economy and they're going to hire people from fresno we're going to be able to call them if there's a problem they can respond faster and there's no need to send our dollars to some out-of-town company um and that i I, i'm pretty confident in that decision i think it was the right thing to do Um, it wasn't the lowest bidder situation it was overall best quality of service Mm -hmm. And explain to the listeners, this is for the freeways. It's for the freeways. So Caltrans, where do those? If you could explain to listeners where, yeah, why? So it's supposed Caltrans to, wouldn't be that. It, it, well, so Caltrans is going to pay for part of it. It's a mm-hmm. it's a partnership between Caltrans, City of Fresno, and Measure C. Um, the only problem is um, Caltrans isn't doing it. So we kind of had to push, and we had a couple of council members form a subcommittee, and they really appealed to Caltrans and. Mm-hmm. This is going to be every 45 days cleanup along all of our freeways. Very good. And, you know, back, I'll say, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. the Association of Realtors, we used to have clean and green. Right. We had that on, I remember specifically, because we used to go out and help um, Shaw, you know, basically Figarden Village area. Mm-hmm. Shaw probably palmed a fruit-ish, but clean up Shaw. Right. Um, are there... St- and. 
forgive us, but you know, we tried to keep it going, but then out year after year it kind of dwindled and then there were the the 30 people went down to 20 and then it went down to 4 and so well, I have but, another uh, another opportunity for your members. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the West Shaw Neighborhood Association. Jim mm-hmm. Jacobs is a resident of District 2. And um, without him, I don't think we would have had a chance. He's just so involved with the Shaw Corridor. And what I'd like to see, so we have a police station, our Northwest Police District, right off of uh, Shaw and uh, Marks. And that's really helped the neighborhood a lot. And in fact, here's one neat fact. Seven days a week. If you want to report a crime in person or talk to an officer, you can go. It's open. You can go to the, pol- the police substation to the police district hmm. and report. Uh, we hadn't had that before since it's been opened. And there's a counter, and you can talk to the officer. And that mm-hmm. to me is really important. Customer service, right. community policing, where we engage with the community. That's extremely important. But going back to what we we're talking about, um, we do cleanups uh, every now and then. And the mayor has this new initiative. In fact, Mark Sandriff was on the radio yesterday talking about it, uh, where we're going to you know, keep Fresno beautiful. And so if you go on Facebook, join the West Shaw Neighborhood Association Facebook page, and we have regular cleanups, um, and that's one way to get involved. What I would love to see someday, and this is a lofty goal, sure. kind of like they did on Fulton, is to form a P-bid with the business owners and property owners on Shaw. And we, with that, we can make sure to provide beautification, cleaning up Shaw, because it's a major, major corridor. It is. Um, Sean Golden State, for example, mm-hmm. that really needs an underpass because of the railroad. It's a safety issue. I've been on ride-alongs with the police department yeah. where we have to go around because there's a train and we have to wait for the train. Um, I remember as a kid, um, Sean Marks, there was no right. underpass. And yeah. we actually got in a car accident when I was really young and almost got hit by the train. You don't forget that when you're a kid. <laughs> and then we had the underpass yeah. and infrastructure makes a difference in the neighborhood. And citizens, I think, in in the whole Central Valley. I'm not specific for Fresno, but you know, I think citizen participation that's key. I mean, it's key for our our association. We have the the staff at the association, our board of directors, MLS committee. We've got different committees at the association, but the the uh, participation by our members to help our organization run is what we depend on week to week, day to day. You can you can liken that to the city of anybody absolutely right city of here or there right you need your you need participation by your citizens volunteering their time to help with definitely these, with these things and their elected officials and that's who you work through but uh in fact we have a lot of opportunities for people to participate so mm-hmm. if you go to the city clerk's website um there's a list uh, and you go to my facebook page um under councilman mike carbasi there's a link we put up last week to where you can find the boards and commissions where there are vacant positions. We have a District 2 Implementation Committee, so it's like a mini planning commission mm-hmm. um, for the district. So you can, you will review plans and uh, uh, different different things that we have for the district. You can have a real impact on what kind of growth we have in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a youth commission. I appointed my first youth commissioner, uh, who's a District 2 resident. and. We're, we want to start them young. We want oh, to get, to I was going to ask how right. young, if you could tell me. So I think you can be Ish. as young as about 15 or 16. She's mm-hmm. 17. She's a senior at Duncan. Go get her. She's an intern for one of the other council members, but she mm-hmm. lives in District 2. And she's going to be a nurse, and she's going to run wow. to replace me on the council one day. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised if she yeah. wins. She's very, very bright and, and, nice. and driven. Um, awesome. But I get to a point, too. And so with these 14 youth commissioners, and Mayor Brand actually created uh, the youth commission. Mm-hmm. Um, the hope is that we get them involved early and we groom them to be the next leaders of our community. 
Somebody's going to do it. Someone's going right? to do it. Hey, I was 20 it's, when I ran the first time. It took yeah. me a while, but now I'm 36. <laughs> I finally got there. Um, you brought up the point of, of getting folks involved, you know, because the first thing you wake up and you read or you listen or you watch the news and, and it's so easy just to complain. Sure. Um, I'm guilty of it. Who isn't guilty of it I from am. time to time, right? But I complain, then I go to the office and say, hey, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> but, I mean, that's important. Sure. And that's that's the challenges. It's it's so easy just to complain over coffee, but let's get out there and help try to make a difference. And part of my job, though, is like when people are having coffee, whether they're at Starbucks or they're mm-hmm. at their homes or they're with groups, to find out what people are really concerned about. I mean, I am a representative. It's my job to listen. Yeah. And if I can remedy something, I'm going to do it. But when you call in and you give me your feedback or you send an email, that really does help the council members. Um, one thing I want to say is if you have a problem, we do a lot of great things in the city. We have 311, which is the one call center where you can talk to a live person. They actually work at the city of Fresno. This is the call center is at City Hall. You call them. You can get help if you have a problem in your neighborhood. Um, or you can go on the app, Fresco. This is a really great thing. We talk about keeping our neighborhoods yes. beautiful. You can report fallen debris and potholes and things like that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you get a case number and you can take a photo on the app and it's yes. all this. It's, it's, it's about accountability and holding us accountable to you. I followed up on a few things because I didn't, I didn't like an answer that I received. It was, uh, in progress, but there was some action finally. Right. It's, but, it's amazing um, how sometimes in progress can take a couple of years. It's, uh, <laughs> I I can respect everything about it, but uh, following up too and making sure that things get done right. is probably just a little bit of human nature if that's uh, that important for us to. Well, to you're, turn you're a go getter, so. so I know you're gonna, you're never going to let us <laughs> not get it done. Right. Um. So talk about is El Paseo, yeah? Yes. Yeah, all the way. We go out there for lunch, and you've got plenty to choose from, and I think that's helped. Herndon has become such a. It's a major a lot of traffic, right. right? I mean, the 50 that it is is sometimes 40, almost so, half the day, it seems. Yeah, but. and you've got this west side of the 99 and then yeah. our area, which is the east side. So we have something really exciting happening. Um, we've been promised for a long time that Veterans Boulevard is going to be Correct. completed. We opened the first, there's like four or five, there's four phases, and we just opened the first phase. So if you go down Bullard, Bullard diagonally will become Riverside Drive. Okay. And that's where El Paseo is. That's all open now. Right. Kind of okay. by where the Empire Storage is. That's all opened up now. Um, and once it's completed, the overpass, it basically around Herndon and Polk, it's an overpass over Golden State, over 99, and over high-speed rail. When that's done, it's 100 and th- <laughs> When the Veterans Boulevard is done. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. That. When it's about <laughs> $136 million. Yes. It's a major infrastructure project, but it's really going to open up the east and west sides and allow for more growth in that area and revitalization in that area because they call it forgotten Fresno. It's really a neglected mm. part of this city. Mm-hmm. And um, we're on our way to doing a lot better for that community. I like it. We're going to hear more. And then I'll try to think of some uh, real estate questions for you too. But as you know, I'm not a realtor, but uh, <laughs> we, I'm sure you you know a lot of our members. Absolutely. And a lot live out there in your district. They do. I know, huh? Yeah. I see their signs all the time. Mm-hmm. And we may have to talk about signs, too. We're trying to help our members be good members and put them in the proper space. Right. On the street, not in the uh, walkway. Right. And then gone for the weekend. That's right. All right. We're up next our uh, next commercial break. This is Gerard Lozano on 940 ESPN.
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard Lozano this morning with Councilman Mike Carbossi. And um, if you guys don't, and ladies don't know Mike, you should, uh, if he's in your district, you're lucky. If he's not in your district, you get to know this man. He's a very nice, charming young man. Oh, charming. Energetic. I don't know about that. Well, I'll use my <laughs> Energetic own term, for sure. Huh? Energetic. Um, <laughs> A good person. You see him in action. You'll well. You'll know if Mike's there, right? Right. That's true. You will know. Right. Friendly face. Um, you've got a little little election coming up already. Yeah. So I've been two months on the job, and I've got to run again March third. Yep. Um, it was a special election, so I'm going to fill mm-hmm. out the term for the remainder of this year and 2020. But um, if I want to make a real difference, I need four more yep. years, and I think. You know, it'd be great to have continue having a council member from the district represent us. Um, and there's a lot more coming. So right now, some of the projects my office is working on, we're going to have our first yeah. neighborhood meeting this month at Forkner. Um, we are going to have uh, some parts of our district haven't had any tree trimming in, let's see, since 2002. So oh. 17 years. So that's going to happen in different spots throughout the district. It's all based Good. on metrics. We measure everything we want to do. We want to spend our taxpayer dollars responsibly. Yeah. Um, there are some sidewalks that are going to be repaired in different parts. Um, I have the veterinary clinic off of Bullard and Marks. Um, they have a big, a lot of pooling water, which leads to mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be fixed in a couple of weeks. These little things all add up. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing you, you probably want to do everything, but the reality is just like at home, right? We want everything. You want everything at home. Who doesn't that? But. And I'm I'm very fiscally There's a thing called a budget. Uh, yeah, and I'm very fiscally conservative and you know in our business I had we had mm-hmm. to live on a budget. There's things we want. You know, I want that Aston Martin, but huh, you know, I I, <laughs> I also want to be able to pay for it and keep it. Yeah. So, um for me, we never forget if we get a request and it's on a list and we're going to get to it. We may be able to do it tomorrow, we may be able to do it next year, but it's mm-hmm. on our mind. Uh one thing that's really on my mind, uh and I'm a Malik Mustang, but <laughs> the Star Knights need some help. At Star off of uh, West and Sierra, yes. um, there's only a left turn arrow going one one way, and there's a lot of accidents out there. We okay. need to upgrade that left turn arrow because having safer routes to schools for our kids where they can right. go to school and some kids walk home or some kids just cross the street, mm-hmm. um, we need to make sure they're safe, and that's the city's responsibility. And upgrading that and preventing accidents. There was an accident about two weeks ago, and there was a kindergartner in the car. No one was hurt. Mm. But it's obviously mm-hmm. an accident, and um, that keeps happening. And how far south, uh, your district? Shaw. Do, so Shaw. that's Shaw Avenue to the river. Okay. And then you've got Blackstone West pass, all the way past the 99. It's pretty good. It's, a, it's the highest, most populous district. So in terms of population, we're number one. In terms of being great, we're also number one. But <laughs> I love it. I'm biased. Blackstone Herndon, mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. It's kind of a hub now for a lot of different things. And when you walk the neighborhoods around there, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a lower income area, a lot of good people, but they've basically been yeah. taken over. Now, let's talk about homelessness for a second, because I know that concerns a lot of realtors. Um, you know, when you walk into a vacant property or a, an open property, uh, yeah. you just, you know, you're going to knock on the door, say real estate. And you want to make sure there's no one in there because of your safety. And that's important to me, the safety of our realtors, because if you don't sell... Um, the city doesn't make any money. We don't get to pay yeah, for those sure. police officers and parks mm-hmm. and you know streets and maintenance. So there are people that are truly homeless 
you know, the people that they're a paycheck away from becoming homeless or there's a car breakdown, they lose their job. Um, someone may have an issue with the landlord and they end up homeless. Those are the people that want help. And those are the people that we can help and we should help them because the best thing we could do is help someone become a taxpayer again, help them get yeah. back on their feet. You have, unfortunately, folks who suffer from mental health disorders, and I can't blame them because it's a disease. And, you know, in this state, one in six Californians, one in six people suffer from some form mm. of mental health disorder. But 5% of us have a serious mental health disorder. I think most of us are on the city council. And um, the problem is our state has done very, very little to help these folks. They focus on outpatient and over-medication. Mm. Outpatient doesn't necessarily work. We need, you can't say, here's your medicine, here's outpatient, you know, you come here and you go. Some of these folks don't have transportation. They can't figure that out for themselves. And yeah. this is what we see on the street when you see a crazy, a, a person who's not in their right mind. Mm -hmm. But the worst thing are drug addicts. Um, we've really dropped the ball. Prop 47 which also has basically said my business got hit by criminal activity. Um, thankfully, that person committed a crime that was over $950 and it was a felony. Otherwise, they get a ticket and they go home mm. or wherever they go. Mm -hmm. So going back to this topic, um, there's different inflows to homelessness, but we need to do more to stop the criminal activity. We need to do more to, stop, to help those with mental health disorders and to stop the people that just panhandle. They're not poor. They're not homeless. They're just panhandling, which hurts property values. It hurts our ability to do business. Um, and people are, people are fed up. They're absolutely fed up with it. They're tired of all the panhandling. It's one thing if you're in need. That's, that's not what's happening in the right. biggest case, in the mo most cases. Well, and I hope, you know, the city and county can work on things you know, I know there's talks between the two, and this is just a topic that probably is always well. The good, the good news is, there. yeah. To, to compliment uh, Dr. H. Spees and Lee Brand, uh, we just voted on a street to home program, which is a partnership with the county. It passed city council unanimously. It passed county board of supervisors unanimously, and it's going to call for more collaboration mm -hmm. because right now the state's response is, and this is from the last governor, we're hands off with the homeless, don't touch them, don't do anything, and we're going to dump all the mental health responsibilities onto the counties. Hmm. This is a state problem. This is not a county, just a county problem right, or right. a city problem. Um, and we're kicking the can down the road. So um, what I what I would like to see is I'd like to see Sacramento. I'd like to see this state make a real commitment because we always take pride in leading the way and keeping people from using straws in restaurants. Um, well, why don't we lead the way in helping people that really need help? Yeah. All I can say is yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's a difficult job, but yeah. we're going to try and do it. Um, some, well, next next year is going to be interesting, right, for a lot of reasons, but um, I know you're going to keep, keep it on. Sure. What's the biggest thing you're going to look into next year as you head into the summertime again and, and um, yeah, so items? Yeah, so the budget. The budget comes yeah. up pretty soon, and uh, my biggest concern is making sure that we have enough police officers and firefighters. Mm -hmm. So... Um, right now we have the FBI recommends you have to have a minimum of two officers for 1000 residents. I mean, when you think about that, you got a, a crowd of a thousand people, two officers aren't going to make a, a big yeah. difference, but that's the ratio. We're at 1.4 or 1.5 and property crimes have become a real issue because our officers are out mm -hmm. there. 
dealing with the violent crimes, domestic violence, the priority zeros and ones. And we talk about, again, going back to real estate, um, we have to have more patrols. We have to have safer neighborhoods. That affects real estate values. It affects quality of life. And that's really important to me. So making sure we can fund more beat cops, the kind of folks that patrol our neighborhoods and answer our calls when we call them. That's really important to me and making sure we can do that. But it's getting hard to recruit officers in this environment. Um, we've had a problem with that too. There's a lot of scrutiny and, um, you know, we take it seriously, whether it's a politician or a teacher or an officer, anyone in a position of public trust. Um, if anyone violates that trust, it hurts the profession and yeah. we take all those matters seriously. But unfortunately there's a lot of attention paid to some cases and, you know, and off officers have thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions with the public every year. Mm -hmm. You only hear about two or three because there's a lawsuit. And unfortunately, that really hurts the profession. And the last thing we want is an officer on scene hesitating because he's doing he or she is doing their job, mm -hmm. but they're afraid of getting sued. And then that person's going to get killed. Yeah, it's tough. I it mean, is. I've never personally been on a ride along, but. Oh, it's fun. I've done. I did my last, uh, my most recent one about three weeks ago. I like swing shifts, so that's the uh, four p.m. to two a.m. shift. And I've done fifteen. So oh, wow, it's it's you know what you do the first one you're gonna get hooked. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of interesting things, and you know it really opens up your mind to mm -hmm. what real people go through all over the city, and nor yeah. even Northwest Fresno. Mm -hmm. um, everyone, you know, whenever I have a bad day. There's two things I like to do. One is see my dogs because they always love to see me. <laughs> what do they say if, if, if you're at City Hall? Yeah. If you want a friend, get a dog. I've got three of those. Um, the other thing is everyone has problems. Everyone has yep. an issue. And you just got to put things in perspective. Exactly. Good words. We're going to take our next commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. You know, we should play that yep. song every morning at City Hall. Because <laughs> that's our job, to take care of business. You could, can't you? Well, yeah, you know what? I'm yep. going to get a PA system and put it up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, here's one thing. Um, yeah. Everyone, I think, uh, in government forget that we work for the taxpayers. We work for the people that actually fund our salaries. And businesses are a big part of that, especially our local small businesses. Mm -hmm. In fact, when our economy recovered after the, the recession, about 60% of the jobs created in this country were all from small businesses. And what did they say? On an aggregate, small business is the biggest employer. Yeah. Um, we live in a state, um, and I love California. It's my home. But we live in a state that doesn't value business and likes to pass San Francisco taxes. Uh, or that or a really high minimum wage when when I had my restaurant don't get me wrong I would love to pay my employees $50 an hour. They deserved it mm -hmm. The reason why I had good reviews is because they worked hard and I valued them, but it doesn't pencil out mm -hmm. um, and It's all, all I've seen it do is drive the cost of everything up uh, You know I go to the movies now well not very often anymore But I go to the movies and I just basically have to mortgage my house to pay for it You know everything's getting more expensive so yeah. We have to, I think, when, when the government responds, 
I think our, we have to measure our role and we have to actually get out of the way and help businesses thrive. We were talking about signs, for example, for mm-hmm. real estate. So some communities you were telling me actually charge. Yeah. Well, that's not okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's, we'll that's that an here. impediment to business. Yeah. And you're just trying to do your job. Look, real estate agents, they hustle. Mm-hmm. And you have to hustle because you got difficult clients sometimes. And it's a very emotional, personal yeah. decision when you buy a home. It's a very rewarding process. But we need to make it easier for you guys to do that. They, they'd love it. Yeah. yeah. There's good days. There's bad days. But in what position is there not? True. Yeah, nothing that's, you, know, you got to work hard. Um, you got to hustle. Yeah. So I was doing my reading this week, and we're city of Fresno's down to one day water. Yes. Started today. Yesterday. Yep. What are we? They changed my timer. So I'm hoping November yesterday. 2nd. Yeah. Yesterday. Tomorrow so, we change our clocks. Don't yeah. forget everybody. So we'll forget. We'll wake <laughs> up, it'll be dark, and they'd you look at your phone and it'll be correct, but Yeah, so you get an extra tackle all the other you get an extra hour of sleep tonight, which is nice. Um but uh I love the sun. I love when it's when it's light outside, but nah, it is what it is. Yeah. So let's talk about code enforcement. We sure. talked about Fresgo. Which, yeah. if listeners, if you don't have this app on your phone, suggest you get it. Snap a photo. It works. I've used it. Yep, four times, and it increases accountability. And uh, if you're, you know, if you're a senior and you don't have a smartphone, you can call three one one. I was just phone. gonna say three one one. Yep, yeah. hit that one because equally as important. Yeah, and if three one one doesn't work, we've got six two one city. So we've got some, we've got something <laughs> for everyone. Um, no, it, like I said, it's really important. We serve the public. This city functions. This is the fifth largest city in the state, and we have to do as best, as great a job as we can to meet the needs of our residents. So but, code enforcement. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so about this past year, um, a big change happened at City Hall. There was a vote before I was on the council to move code enforcement from the mayor's office under the city attorney who works for the council. And I have to admit, I was very skeptical about that. I, I, I believe in the separation of powers. The mayor has his role or her role, and the council has its role. But I have to say, our city attorney has done a very, very good job of managing that department. Um, now, I, I've seen a lot more responsiveness. Um, there's a lot of pressure for us to perform, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, so now, as a council member, if I've got a problem with, let's say, um, a property that has razor wire... Um, I had a call and it was right next to a residential property. So based on our code, we had it removed. But the topic of razor wire is going to come up pretty soon. Um, Do we want to allow it on industrial property? I think it's fine to do that. I don't think it's uh, no one's going to get hurt by it. Um, unless you're a criminal, unless you're not supposed to be there, exactly a good deterrent for me. Exactly. Unless you're a criminal. (laughs) So um, I think what's going to happen is um, we're going to treat it like barbed wire. We have a barbed wire ordinance. Barbed wire. Okay. It is okay. You can okay. have barbed wire. I mean, there are rules I mean, you got to follow. You don't, sure. you don't want any kids getting stuck in it. But you know, yeah. razor wire. I mean, you see the picture, and it truly is just that. And mm-hmm. it, but it's been around. Yeah, for I mean, quite it's, a while. it's not you a new just thing. Don't see it, but there's a lot of things that uh, I've learned. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, there isn't an ordinance for that. Why don't we allow that? I mean, that other cities do. Um, there's one thing coming up this week. It's pretty controversial, apparently. But um, you know, when you go and talk to your attorney. You would think that the information that you get you exchange with that person's privilege. That's pretty commonplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship between a real estate agent and a client it's not privilege, but it's it's pretty special relationship. Well, we don't actually have anything in the books that prevent rogue council members or rogue city employees from basically um, 
being in that relationship and violating it and violating the rights of the other council members because we as a body come together under our state laws, under the Brown Act, which ensures transparency mm. when it comes to real estate matters, personnel matters, or um, litigation. Mm-hmm. We have to disclose what we're going to discuss, but we go into closed session. And we can have a free conversation about sensitive issues, and our decisions are disclosed to the public. Well, oftentimes, for many years now, you get out of closed session, you go to your desk, and you get a call from a reporter saying, oh, so what do you think about this? That was There were eight people in the room. How would you find out about that? So we have people leaking information. Mm. And it's nothing that's... Uh, I mean, we have... And my bill is going to offer whistleblower protection. So if you find something that's truly mm-hmm. uh, not right, you have a right and an ability legally to go and, and share that. But if you're just trying to gossip and spread gossip and help a plaintiff's attorney in a suit against the city... Mm. Um, that's not okay because that costs ta- costs taxpayers millions of dollars. So I'm bringing together a bill this week that's going to actually make it a misdemeanor to violate that privilege and put the city at risk. Sounds like a fair thing. I think it's fair, but you're going to have people that don't, don't actually read the bill or jump to conclusions and say, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And, you know, we we are elected by the residents. We are seven people that are elected to represent our districts. We have to make tough decisions. But if we can't do that in the confidential matter for some of these issues, then how are we going to do our jobs? Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you luck with that. Yeah, I'm going to need it. Thank you. And I hope you can get that through. Um, next year also, we're going <clears> to... <throat> I'm sure everything is going to... We've got some growth happening. Mm-hmm. We've lost some growth to our neighbors to the north. You know what? If you look at the numbers of building uh, permits pulled since this general plan came through, Mm -hmm. we went from like 3,000 a year to 1,000, 1,200, 1,600. So we've had a serious decline in growth in our community. And I'll tell you why that's bad. People complain we don't have enough police officers or firefighters. We don't have parks that are maintained. We don't have roads that are maintained. It's because all the growth in the tax base has left Fresno. And this Mm -hmm. is something that we need to really amend the general plan because – a lot of growth is focused on the bus rapid transit corridor, on Blackstone, in downtown. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have mm-hmm. that. But that doesn't mean that you should eliminate growth in southeast Fresno or northwest Fresno or northeast Fresno, especially when we you know, have the appropriate fees so the growth pays for itself. Right. Basically, the people living in northwest Fresno are subsidizing the folks living in older parts of town because we provide the tax base for that. So when you bite the hand that feeds you, don't expect mm-hmm. when, you, when you, you know, you're unhappy. Um, and that's, it's good. It's a good conversation to have. And then you have folks that don't want to have a new development come out and yeah. somebody's going to build it. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. To be somebody. So if you want to go to river park or you want to go mm-hmm. to El Paseo or you want to go to Fancher Creek or wherever, someone has to build that. If you enjoy going to the movie, somebody built that building. If you live in a home or an apartment, a developer built that. And what we need now excuse me, is what I call smart development. Mm -hmm. You have to engage with the community when you want to develop something and mitigate. Um, For example, you have a community meeting and you'd be surprised what people come up with. There are some people that no matter what you do, they're not going to want it. And I understand that. But a lot of folks are reasonable. They may say, I'm concerned about noise. What about a wall and some trees to mitigate that? The developer says, you know what? That's a good idea. We're going to do that for you. And we're going to incorporate that into our plan. So it's set in stone and it's going to be done. 
that's what I'm in favor of. Yeah. But if you're a developer and you don't want to engage with the community and you want to just build something, you're going to lose my support because I work for my residents and they're my priority. Gotcha. What's um, what's the best advice you can give citizens that um, you get them and they may be new to the area? Mm-hmm. Maybe they moved here because we get a lot of folks that move yeah. from Northern and Southern California and bless those people that are dealing with these horrific fires and such. Right. But, you know, you think about what's happening in the state and, and Fresno's attractive value are home values, right? Absolutely. And we all, we, we live here. I love Fresno. It's uh likewise you choose to live here. Um, right. But, you know, part of me, you see all the stuff in the news and there might be some folks moving to our areas from these higher cost areas, but well, so here's what I'm going to say. First of all, welcome. There's a yeah. lot, a lot of times like you know, when you're, when I'm in the bubble at city hall, you get complaints or you listen to the media and people are always criticizing mm. Fresno. We've got great home values. We've, We've got, got a great sense of humor too. But. <laughs> we have great sense of humor. <laughs> We've got, you know, small, uh, short commute times. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to go from one end of town to the other. It's not like in LA where it takes two or three hours. You yeah. can do it in 20, 30 minutes. And once Veterans Boulevard is built, that, that transportation loop is going to be complete so you can get to places even faster. Um, we've got great recreational activities. We've got Roding Park, Woodward Park, um, Yosemite, Kings mm-hmm. Canyon, uh, Sequoia. There's just so much to do. This is a great town. And if we're going to market ourselves through economic development to other communities, yeah. what's our big, what's our crown jewel housing, affordable housing mm-hmm. for everyone. Imagine a home you can buy, um, in copper river, which is not in my district, but we'll, 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 we'll compliment that. It's okay. <laughs> um, imagine what you'd pay for that home over in, uh, in LA or in Southeast Fresno, yeah. the homes they're building in Fancher Creek. What would you pay for that when you're going out to, to mm-hmm. LA? I mean, two, three times that amount. Um, and you know, the great thing about Fresno, you have so many different community mm-hmm. areas. Yep. Uh, I mean, same thing. You, I've been to Sanger and Kingsburg and sure. Selma and Clovis, um, all over the valley. And yep. there's unique neighborhood. Every neighborhood's, every city town's got their unique neighborhood. Right. Up in the mountains, you've got right. Oakhurst, Bass Lake, Carsgold. Right. There are pockets of any th- any neighborhood. Unit, unity that you want uh, is is there for your uh, yeah, line. like Old Fig right? and they have Christmas Tree Lane that attracts mm-hmm. a lot of people. Tower has that. Northwest has that too. Um, so what I'm one of the things I'm focused on is creating and supporting that culture because now all the kids I grew up with, now they're the ones that are becoming the homeowners in the district and we're the next generation. Yeah. And we want to basically keep our neighborhoods uh, as great as they've always been. And keep those kids here in Fresno. Absolutely. You know, some people leave, they come back. It just it, it grabs you back in. It's a great yeah. place to live. Yeah. You can always go to San Francisco if you want to or go to L.A. for a visit, but you always want to come back because mm-hmm. people are nice here. This is home. I remember Scordino's story. He was, uh, I think, snow skiing in the in the um, morning and then by the night water skiing. That's so right. It's like, hey. And you could do that in Fresno. Good job. Right. Um, we're about two minutes away from wrapping up this morning, but uh, anything you want to share with the folks of Fresno or Central Valley, I should say? No, too? I just I want to say I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, when I was running the Association of Realtors, you had candidate forums, and you asked us some really good questions, really practical mm-hmm. questions, because the interests hmm. of your members um, really do matter, and council members should be concerned about development in real estate. Wonderful. All right, sir. All right. The Thanks band's playing. <laughs> I know... You, all morning, I'm, I'm going to work. 
That's right. This man works. I have to, I have a real job too. <laughs> Thank you. Now you're doing a, a wonderful job. I appreciate your input as oh, always and uh, your availability to our association and me is, is appreciated. It. Best of luck with everything and I know we'll be talking. Always. So you've been listening to Welcome Home Radio, Mike Carbossi, Fresno City Council District 2. Gerard Lozano, we thank you for listening, and don't forget to tune in each and every week at 9 a.m. and download our podcast to Welcome Home Radio and listen whenever you'd like. Everybody have a great weekend and a nice week.